before these sessions are over, I'm going to have you dancing to that music, Ramesh. Um, hi, and welcome to Practical Reliability. My name is George Williams, CEO of Reliability X, and we are once again here with the Reliability Sherpa himself, Mr. Ramesh Golati. How you doing, Ramesh? Good morning. Good morning, George, or good evening, good afternoon, my friends, uh, professional friends. I'm delighted to be here with you to share my knowledge today. Uh, and we are thrilled to have you, uh, Ramesh. Um, we kind of had a conversation earlier and, you know, one of the things that impresses me most about you is that everyone I know in this industry has at one point in time learned from you <laughs> and probably many, many times, whether it's through books or conferences or webinars, um, even if it's just little tiny books on definitions or, you know, your major contribution to this industry, um, Everyone I know, just literally everyone I know, you have a, a broad reach and a, a long list of folks that owe you credit to the learnings that they have achieved and the things that they've achieved in this space. So congratulations for just being an amazing person. Thank you, George. Again, hey, I believe in, I learn. Whenever I'm talking to someone, I'm trying to learn something. Learning never stops for me. And once I learn something, I want to share with my professional friends and that's what I'm doing and that's what I like about it you know even I get somehow passion <laughs> and so I'm keep learning and keep sharing the knowledge awesome I love it I love every bit of it so let's do that again today so today we're going to talk about metrics and KPIs and we're not really going to define individual ones in too much detail today today's topic is really about well, why do we do that? Why why is it important to measure things? And maybe we'll even have discussions around metrics versus KPIs and stuff like that. But um, so just a really big, giant, broad statement. Why should I measure maintenance and reliability? Well, it's related to improvements. We have to make improvements in our process, in our whatever we do. Improvements are must-today's environment. Because we live in a global society, we have to compete with everyone. So to do that, we have to be a make improvement, be a better every day. We need to do like it's what it was good enough yesterday is not good enough today. We have to make improvement. To make improvement, we have to measure how we are doing it. What's our process of behaving? How our equipments are behaving? You know how our assets are doing all, and even people too. So all these things we have to make. So, and then we have to compare those with some kind of benchmark so we know we are making improvement. So metrics, those metrics are performance indicators. We need to measure how we are doing it. And those are kind of things that we look every day and try to come up some metrics and then compare with the benchmark and keep making improvements. So metrics becomes very important part of our operation, whatever we are doing. Now, there's a broad spectrum in that in that definition of what we measure in order to improve. And some people that are listening may be very early in their journey, right? And if they measure things like maintenance cost to replacement asset value, it's just going to say, well, we're not very good at maintenance, right? And it doesn't really tell them where to improve. So, you know, talk a little bit, if you can, about, you know, the the target that you're measuring 
to get better and how that relates to your culture as an organization or where you're at in your journey, right? Like early on, replacement cost and asset value, it's a good metric, but it's not going to tell you what needs to be improved other than maintenance is spending too much money. So how do people figure out where they should measure? Okay, first thing, again, it's not just a one measure which is going to tell you how you're doing it. You may have to do three, two, three, four, five, which can tell you the overall health of what you're doing. Okay, now, let's take example as you take maintenance cost as a percent of replacement value. That's a good metric, okay? Now, again, and I tell people, you know, there's a rule of thumbs or benchmarks available. Good companies who have a good maintenance program, they spend three to five percent range of a replacement value. Okay, you need to know, find out how much you are spending on per asset or as a department. Okay, and then what say you know are you spending two percent, three percent, five percent, six percent? What's good number? As I said, the benchmark number is to between three to five percent. But also you have to evaluate where you are in the maintenance, as far maintenance program is concerned, how your overall reliability or how many others are doing it. Now, initially, you may have to spend six or seven, eight percent to get to that level of maintenance, you know, quality, you can call it like in quality, same thing in maintenance, how, you, how much you are doing it, I mean, how your maintenance performing overall. So, three to Four percent is a good number once you are reached to a certain plateau of maintenance, you know, maintenance program. Once you reach that level, then you start reducing the cost. Right. So you have to evaluate where you are as compared to some industry benchmark. You know, you may have initially you may be spending six, seven, eight percent, and then as you get better and better, you will try to reduce the maintenance cost to a three, four percent level. Now, this could be another matter you have to look percent planned work, you know, how much you you are doing as a planned work. Planned work means you are planning the things. The planned work cost, let's say one unit of our cost, unplanned work, unscheduled work, breakdown cost you three to five times, much more. So our goal is how we can improve, do a lot more a planned work. So planned work, we should, what that means, all your, our PMs, should be planned work. We should have all identified what our planned works are, I mean, PMs are, and then, you know, planners should do that in planning how the sequence of work, what parts are required, all those things has been identified so we can, somebody can take that procedure and do the a, a good, efficient way that PM. Same thing, anytime we identify some out of a PM, we should be doing that work in a planned fashion, planning, okay? Then again, PM compliance. Once you got a PM, how you are complying with getting that done in time? PM compliance, that's another good metric to have it. You know, also we have to look safety. Safety and reliability go hand in hand. How good are your safety programs, you know, how, you know, reliability and safety, as I said, go hand in hand. As you become more reliable, you become more safer. Because you are, as your reliability means, you are doing more things in a planned fashion, means you are not rushing 
to do the things in this way, you are much more safer. So you have to select three, four, five metrics which are good, and as a you know, as a overall, you can see the health of your maintenance program. You know, then also. Again, I have seen one company organization I was working, they wanted to have a just one metric. So what they did was they took three, four metrics like a, a meters cost, percent planned work, and you know, PM compliance, all these four metrics. And what they did was they gave a weighting factor for each. And then based on that, they came up a one metric which gave them the health of the organization. So it's a different way, but again, you have to select what's right for you. And key thing is you are changing, trying to change the behavior of the people. That's what you have to do. I think How that's a great make, point. You know, that's what exactly we want people to change the behavior. We don't want to go back to their old habit, which is not that efficient and effective. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. There are, there are you know, people talk about leading and lagging, and mm -hmm. pretty much every metric, is either leading and lagging to another metric, right? So yeah. so you have, say, the planning and scheduling process, its outcome is schedule compliance, um, but there's a lot of behaviors inside of that that help you achieve that number. And measuring those behaviors, um, like, you know, what percentage of my work orders have all the materials ahead of time, uh, those behaviors lead to the success of the output of the maintenance and reliability organization. So when we think about things like maintenance costs to replacement asset value, there's a lot of minor factors that make up achieving that. And you went through a whole bunch of those, PM compliance and schedule compliance and all those other factors that help determine whether or not you will achieve that number. What's interesting to me is most folks try to measure that end number. And they just try to make that number green. <laughs> and sometimes they do that by changing the math. Sometimes they do that the hard way, which is actually putting in the work to become more reliable. Um, but they, they tie that to performance and not opportunity. And when I take a measurement and look at a measurement and it's not green, what that tells me is there's opportunity to improve and I have to look at other measurements to see where that improvement opportunity exists. In the case of things like safety and schedule compliance, there are, there are factors in there that help roll up to that maintenance RAV number. And so measuring the output is great, but then you have to measure, well, where do I have to dig in deeper to find the opportunity? Talk to me about you know, organizations that measure those end results and they're trying to like ding maintenance people for being red when in fact red just means I have an opportunity, I got to go find it. You said it right. You know, why we are doing it, thing is why we are measuring something. We want to make improvement. And in our process, we got a lot of inefficiencies are built in. We want to identify those, you know, things where those are, as you said, opportunities okay you know we are why we need to do planning if we don't do the planning and if our material is not available it has not be identified we got a problem because person has to go to the store get that material that is it takes time and that delays waiting time that's inefficiency we have to get rid of so once the metric is telling you as you said is the red is not a the number we want we had to find, hey, where's the problem? 
is a waiting time. Where's your waiting time? Like rent time is the people are working something, everything is there, you know, good rent time. But if it take, it's taking a lot more time, it means there are some delays, efficiencies, inefficiencies are there in our process. We need to find those and then we have to correct them. See, now, like as you said, hey, material has to be there when person are working, like if we have to make cakes, is a good practice, good. Now, is a good practice is to making those kits for our that work, which has been identified. Once that kit is ready and delivered at site where people are going to work, that time, waiting time has been taken out from the equations, you know, because those has been delivered already there. And this way is much technicians to work on the job. So this way you can improve your ranch time. So I think, you know, as you said, we have to identify those delay time, waiting time, and we can have to get rid of those. And those are inefficiencies. And once we do that, we can improve our process. I think that's great. And I think, quite honestly, we could have a, a we could take the entire list of KPIs that are available and have a session just like this on every single one of those, right? In terms of how they are measured, in terms of how they are, um, you know, what their uses are, what pitfalls exist. I think there's lots and lots of opportunity for us to continue these discussions and go down a path of all of the details of all of these KPIs, but hope and hopefully we, we eventually get to that because I know we're both really busy, but uh, would be fantastic to document that. All right, so now I've measured some stuff and I've got to make some changes. Um, how do folks convert that measurement and now digging in and seeing the opportunity into action? Well, again, you have to identify those are like, let's take example of this planning. And it's, we identify that it's going to, uh, plan identifies will take it to do that task in four hours okay he went through the process identifies going to take a four hours it took six hours or seven hours now we have to find out why it took that long you know six extra two hours what technician was doing you know what extra time it took now maybe he didn't have right parts identified. He was looking for that. Maybe he didn't have the right tools to do those, those kind of things. So those are kind of thing items we have to find where it took extra time. And once we and then we have to make sure we don't repeat those things. You know, either planner has to identify in early stages or we have to, you know, it's a kind of a hey, hey somebody we didn't do the right things there. And or there's a guy, we were waiting for electrician to come on time to unhook something. You know, those are kind of things we have to find and we have to ensure that that coordination or making arranging those things are important. That's how we're going to take inefficiencies out in our, from our systems. So delays or waiting times or those kind of things. This way we have to make improvements. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Okay, so then they convert these things to improvements, and that should uh, make a dent in what we measure, right? What I that's right. What's important for me on the KPI side and metric side are to kind of trend those things over time, but to also identify when you've implemented changes. So, 
if my PM compliance has been atrocious and it's because, I don't know, for whatever reason, I don't schedule well and I make changes to that, I should be able to identify on that trend line, here's where we made the process change and then see the outcome of that, right? I think people miss that sometimes and and it limits their ability to go back to their management staff to to explain the work they're putting in to get better. Well, you said it right. Again, whatever we do, we need to look at data, analyze it. Like in this case, what we used to do, we had established a baseline. And then from baseline, like let's take a MTTR or certain a project or certain asset. And we used to have a baseline, that's many, and then we used to plot. Every two, three months we see hey, there was a dip there or it went up. Why that point? What happened there? We'll go find out why that point, you know, went down or went up. What was the reason? You know, we did a something there wrong or we didn't undo it or we did it right. That's the reason MTTR went down. Or, you know, all those kind of things we have to invest. If it's small, ups and down, we don't care. But if it's a major dip, you know, definitely we want to find out what's going on. And this way we make a progress. Yeah, hey, we are going this way. And sometime, you know, it went up and then MTTR started going down. We can see the, from the baseline how we are doing it. Okay. So it, trending the data is as a part of the job. We have to do that, you know, where we are doing, where are we going. It's no different than inspecting your equipment, right? You're trying to find defects and you analyze data yeah. to also find anomalies and defects so that you can make corrective actions. Everything seems to point to defect elimination, whether it's in the plant physically or through the data and processes, you're evaluating to determine where there are defects in your system and getting rid of them. Well, I mean, you want to call it defect elimination or improvements or whatever you call it. Really, our purpose is, objective is to identify these delays, waiting time, which are waste, you yeah. know, and get rid of them. You know, it could be defect, whatever you want to call it. It's a, not doing planning right is a defect, you know. So, yes, it's part of defect elimination program, if you want to call it that way. It's a defect elimination, <laughs> making improvement to your process. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, so in short, we measure things so we can understand them better in an effort to improve things. Um, I think it's a great conversation, and we're going to continue that in our next episode um, where we talk very specifically about certain types of metrics. So thanks again, Ramesh, for joining us. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on Practical Reliability. Thank you, George. Awesome. See you again. All right, for Ramesh Gulati, I'm George Williams. Go make tomorrow better than today.